Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest is Todd Strange, chairman of Governor Kay Ivey's Gambling Study Group. Also, the V-Team takes a look at insurrection in the Capitol. And what's inside the fevered brain of Mo Brooks? It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma. All right, guys, who stole the president's Sharpie? All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter for APR. Also, Susan Britt, my constant companion and research guru extraordinaire. Thank you. Welcome. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Josh, this past week on Wednesday, we saw a despicable act occur in our nation's capital. Hmm? Susan, the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, incited a mob of his supporters to breach the U.S. Capitol building and to occupy it in an effort to overturn a free and fair election of the president of the United States. I have never been more ashamed angry and disgusted in my life. This is the type of behavior that has never been accepted in the state of Alabama or the United States of America. Josh, I know you have some strong opinions. Yeah, you know, um, we go to war over over behavior like this in other countries, um, you know, and, uh, and rightfully so. And it's a... Uh, you know, man, it, it's, it's it's been four four long years in the making for this uh, of stoking the fears and uh, uh, anger of, of people and uh, consistently lying to them uh, over and over and over again. And that's what happened all day long last Wednesday uh, is starting with Mo Brooks in the morning, uh, you know, lying to the people about, uh, you, know, and you know what, let me back up, starting with the election itself, uh, the election day in November, starting then. Uh, telling people over and over consistently and leading people to believe these lies that this election was somehow stolen from them. Uh, when this has gone through nearly 70 courts at this point, uh, it's been, there have been numerous audits in these states. There have been hand recounts in these states. There have been all these sorts of things that have gone on. None of it acceptable, apparently, to the people uh, that want to believe that it was stolen from Donald Trump because Donald Trump continues to tell them that it was stolen yeah. from him. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, it was always built on a lie. Most of the people that stoked these flames knew it was a lie. They knew what they were doing. They didn't care. They didn't care that they were undermining one of the bedrocks of American democracy. They didn't, uh, they didn't care at all. They, it, it did not concern them whatsoever. And now, on the backside of it, to pretend what happened was, oh, my God, it was so terrible. This is what you did. And you're going to have yep. to own it for a long yep. time now. Yep. Yep. Well, I know Susan and I were sitting here in horror watching it on television and trying to cover it. Susan, one of the things you said to me 
both of our dads fought in war. Your dad was a prisoner of war. Mm -hmm. And they would have been ashamed of the country that they bled and gave their liberty for, in your dad's case. I mean, it was a horrifying spectacle led by Donald Trump and enabled by the Alabama delegation with the exception of Richard Shelby and Terry Sewell. They would have been absolutely horrified <clears throat> to see this. I'm glad they did not live to see that day. I really am. Because they fought very hard for this country. And your dad, both our dads had PTSD from war to have Donald Trump do that and unnerve our country to that degree was just despicable. A man who has never put on the uniform. But Josh, um, you know, you look at it, Robert Adderholt, Barry Moore, uh, Tommy Tuberville, Tommy Tuberville uh, Mo Brooks, Mike Jones, Mike, 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 Mike Rogers, Rogers, sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, <coughs> who am I missing here? Jerry Carl. Jerry yep. Carl. All. Gary Palmer. Pre Gary Palmer. All of the delegation, Republicans, except for Richard Shelby, ha had a part in this idea of overthrowing our government. Mm -hmm. And Mo Brooks spoke at the rally that incited this violence. <clears throat> he is the main instigator of this whole coup attempt. Maybe we can't call it a coup, but he wanted to disenfranchise millions of voters. He started this back in December. Mo Brooks is a disgrace to the United States of America and to Alabama. I'm not sure he shouldn't be arrested and tried for inciting riots. Oh, so, I mean, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. One of the guys I, I, I just, that, that was caught with the Molotov cocktails was from his district. <laughs> well, I mean, look, Moe's been doing this. He's been an embarrassment for years. Uh, you know, he's been tolerated uh, and, and coddled by, by people in this state who know better. Uh, and, you know, you look through his list of donations uh, there from people and, you know, uh, people ought to pay attention to that, and uh, and who supported this guy, but because you know he did favors for them or whatever he did for them, but you know he has always been this embarrassment. Uh, it's just now he has this this platform to express these hateful views and ignorance <coughs> that he expresses so often, and you know I, it, it just it, it's so bewildering to me that people would line up behind such a hateful, ignorant person as this. Well, and the thing is, is that the district he comes from is home to uh, Redstone Arsenal, mm -hmm. uh, the huge military and rocket infrastructure of the state, the most pop, becoming the most populous, prosperous part of the state. And you've got this Neanderthal, mm -hmm. rude, conspiratorial representative who is reprehensible. He tried to incite sedition and insurrection in the capital. I talked to business leaders over the last few days and they are outraged, Susan. Mm -hmm. They want him gone from the House of Representatives. They want him gone now. Yeah, very well he should go. Yeah. He should mm -hmm. go. He tried to help overturn our government. And that is, he should not be in office at all. They should all Dare we call it treason? <clears throat> Well, you, you, you really almost can think that Tommy Tuberville's took so dumb and Barry Moore's so mm -hmm. dumb, they just followed what they were told they doing. They did. But I don't well, tell think them that they're supposed to resign and they won't know any better. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. 
Yeah. Well, listen, I'm an, I'm an embarrassed, outraged, and I think there needs to be a day of reckoning, but we'll continue that on the flip side. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. If you've been working, you've already proven yourself in ways you may not even notice. Managing your time, communicating effectively, and working as part of a team are key skills that employers value. At alabamaworks.com, you can find out how to build on your experience to up your game and get the job you really want because it's out there. Start your new success story at alabamaworks.com. Sponsored by Alabama Works, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is Todd Strange, former mayor of Montgomery and the chairman of Governor Ivey's Gambling Study Group. Welcome, Mayor Strange. Good morning. Delighted to be with you. And Happy New Year to you uh, as we round the corner and get 2020 in our rearview mirror. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah, and, You're here. And that's a great place to have it. <laughs> You and a very prestigious group of Alabamians were tasked by the governor to take a look at gambling in Alabama. Could you give us an overview of what the study group uh, found and a little bit about who all was tasked with that uh, job and some prominent Alabamians for certain? Yeah, thanks. Um, the governor uh, obviously is been uh, on top of mind thinking about this along with the legislature and uh, over 100 bills have been introduced. There were five just in 2020 and uh, we never could push it over the, the line. And so what she really wanted was an opportunity to get the facts. You remember uh, Joe Friday with Dragnet said, just give me the facts. And that's really what she wanted in her executive order. She asked a number of questions, which was really a guideline to what we were trying to get at the end of the day. 875 pages later, uh, 35 of which is really the core uh, of where we are. Uh, 12 people were on the group. We started in uh, March, uh, former uh, Supreme Court Justices, uh, Jim Main and former Treasurer, Young Boozer. We had Regina Benjamin, um, who was uh, President Obama's um, Surgeon General. Uh, we had a retired bishop in the Methodist Church. We had the sheriff of, of Mobile. We had several people from North Alabama. Um, 
the, the four people that kind of led the study groups, Jim Main uh, led the legal along with uh, Justice uh, uh, Harwood uh, out of Tuscaloosa who was employed by the state, uh, Deborah Bernhardt who looked on the, the, the social cost side, Young Boozer looked at the benefit side, uh, and then Deborah Bernhardt, who was just retired uh, as head of the uh, Rocket Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, chaired the group where uh, on the social cost. Um, we had probably five or six meetings, uh, all by Zoom except one with the public, and we heard from all the stakeholders, including those that are doing business in the state of Alabama, it'd be Green uh, Track, Green County uh, Group, uh, the Milton McGregor family, uh, as well as. Uh, Dothan and, and some other places, Macon County. Uh, so at the end of the day, rather than making specific recommendations, because there are a lot of variables as to which direction you go, we looked at observations and conclusions and then best practices. And that's what we presented to the governor uh, in that report uh, on, I think it was December 18th or something like that. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we had we, the state of Alabama, have a, a big advantage because we're late to the party. Uh, right. We've got gambling in the state of Alabama right now. We just don't have any revenues being derived from it. And we've got some of the social costs that are already there, um, whether it be the service cost or social or even tax uh, scenarios. Um, we looked at four specific venues uh, and we looked at eight states. Um, all of those that surround us, and then some others that had best practices that had been identified with us. Uh, we, in fact, uh, had some sessions with the uh, Interior Department with the uh, Indian uh, Gaming uh, Affairs Group. Uh, we looked at lottery. We looked at casino-style uh, gaming. We looked at sports betting um, to ascertain where we ought to be, be uh, looking. Uh, the revenue streams uh, from lottery uh, is in the two to 300 million, 200 million to start. It grows 300. In all of these gaming activities, it'll start at a certain level, it'll grow pretty rapidly, and then it'll just level off and grow as the state uh, grows. So, lottery uh, was uh, the two to 300 million. Uh, table games, including slots, was three to 400 million. But uh, interestingly, in the casino style, 74% of the revenue, the revenue coming to the state now would be from the slot machines as opposed to the table side. And then sports betting, which some people would say that we have the highest incident per capita of illegal sports betting in the United States. That number is small, but is growing. And we think it's in the 10 to 15 million. So you're talking six, $700 million that could uh, come into the state. That's just the state, and that's just from the gambling activities. It does not include any license fees or any of those other things that might come uh, through the awarding of licenses uh, throughout the state. Um, we do know there are gonna be social costs. Uh, we uh, have given the governor on average what the number of people gambling in the state would be. Um, it's about 60% of the population, which uh, would give you about 2.4 million. Uh, from that, um, the people that are over 18, I should say. And then uh, you're gonna have two to 3% of the uh, people that are gambling 
uh, having a problem. Uh, and that's about 66,000. And then you get to the pathological, uh, it's only about 16,000. When I say only, obviously one, why you've got to look at the revenue stream and you've got to fund. Uh, we looked at all the states uh, around, uh, and on average, it's about a, a buck, buck 50 ahead uh, for service costs that would go to the government to, to deal with alcoholism, with gaming addiction, and some of the things that come out of that. So at the end of the day, we said um, that um, it the, the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. And then we spent a good little bit of time talking about best practices. Uh, best practices uh, would be that uh, you don't incorporate certain activities or certain things in the Constitution, like, for instance, payout rates. There were a couple of states that had um, put the, the payout rate at a 55 or 60 percent rate for the lottery uh, in the state Constitution. Then all of a sudden, the next state raises its to 65, and so it migrates to the, the next state. So it's got to be very flexible. At the end of the day, as you well know, the legislature has got to put forth an amendment to the Constitution, if they so choose, that would be voted on uh, by the people. One of the best practices uh, showed up was uh, a, a, a controlling entity, if you will, a, a gaming commission. Generally, uh, the ones that are successful are appointed by the governor, approved by, by the Senate. Uh, it is of the highest ethics, uh, you know, no lobbyists, uh, no political contributions. Um, it would be the group that would have the authority to regulate, to administer, and then certainly enforce, because that's what the biggest issue is today. Even though it's legal in certain counties, the enforcement is a bit spotty, and right. you have a lot of confusion that's that's going on. Well, Mayor Strange, we, we appreciate you coming on and sharing these details with us. It's very important that the folks of our state understand that. I would like to have you come on before we go into session, uh, uh, maybe, or as we get into session and talk about this further, if you would join us again. Yeah, I'm more than happy to do that. We've actually spoke with the, the, the leadership of the House and the Senate uh, at the governor's request, trying to give them some information, because at the end of the day, what the governor wanted and what we wanted was to give a document that has hopefully answers to some of these questions and we haven't even gotten into the compact that's there and that's a whole different issue and yeah. something that perhaps we could visit as we uh, do that again. That sounds great. Well, thank you for your service to our state and for your service to Montgomery, which has been home to us as well. And we'll talk to you soon. You're kind. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to see you. Thanks for coming on. Our guest has been Todd Strange, uh, former mayor of Montgomery and the chairman of the Gambling Study Group. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I think this is such a, an important issue, we have to stay on it. One of the things that there was a rally, Susan, before uh, and Donald Trump, the president, spoke to that rally, fired him up, and then Mo Brooks spoke to him, and he said, let's go to the Capitol and kick ass. In Alabama, we know what kick ass means, don't we? We do. We, it means come with force. Yeah. I mean, it comes with any force. And remember, a lot of these people were armed. They did find pipe bombs outside, you know, some of the buildings. Uh, some One of the guys here from Athens was, was laced with, he had, um, you know, stuff to make Molotov cocktails. In Alabama, that means use force. Yeah. Josh, mm -hmm. I mean, and now Mo Brooks and the other, you know, just scandalous liars have tried to say that Antifa infiltrated the peaceful Trump Oh, and Black rally. Lives Matter. Wasn't it, too? Well, I don't know if Black Lives yeah, Matter. They'd have noticed Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there weren't any Black folks there. <laughs> and I don't think the yeah. police would have been as nice, right? Yeah. That means that yeah, no, it's a, I've seen a Black Lives Matter rally. Uh, they would have been pepper spray and rubber bullets flying. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, listen, I, it, it's... Uh, this is nonsense. I mean, we've identified a couple of these folks already. I mean, yeah. we know who they are. You can look back at their social media history and tell yeah. that they're Trump supporters. I mean, they, yeah. they spent, you know, the last eight years of their lives, you know, putting stuff online, racist things online uh, in some sort of a ruse because they knew on January 6th of 2021 they were going to be at the Capitol uh, to infiltrate as Antifa. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. It, and, you know, pick a, pick a photo of people. And you know, let's let's go about it. We'll we'll pick them yeah. out. And we'll identify them. Uh, well, and I guarantee you, there'll be there'll be longtime Trump supporters and longtime conservative people there. Uh, it just well, th th there's no rhyme or reason to to what they they're saying here. What the truth of the matter is is these were Trump supporters. They were stoked to anger uh, over the last two months uh, by that moron and his and his other people there that have enabled him. And then they, that morning, they were further stoked to anger and encouraged to go to the Capitol by several people there and encouraged to do what they needed to do. I mean, the president's lawyer said, we're going to have a trial by combat. We're going to have a right. trial by combat. You know, right. I mean, get, just stop it. I mean, this is, it's nonsense. We know what happened. You see it live. It's no more complicated than what you see. Well, one of the reports that we did uh, in the last few days, uh, we showed a, a man we identified as Will Watson. He's originally mm -hmm. from Montgomery, he lives in Auburn. Mm -hmm. They were showing his picture around on television, some of these right-wing nut places, showing his picture and saying he had a communist tattoo on his hand yeah. and that he was an Antifa guy. Mm -hmm. Susan, not a communist tattoo. Not a communist tattoo, it was a gamer tattoo. Yeah, it's from a game <laughs> called Dishonored. Dishonored, yeah. yeah. And, and and you follow his, his social media trail, he, he loved Donald Trump, he said, you can call me Antifa, but I'm a patriot. I'm not Antifa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, went, he went on social media and said, stop calling me that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. Antifa. Stop calling me that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, look, the, they streamed themselves going in. What more do you need? No, I don't no, understand. No, 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 no. But it's just become, the lies have become prevalent. The lies have become an excuse. But Josh... Don't you think we're we're reaching a moral turning point, or maybe we have? 
Yeah, you know, uh, I, th- I feel like there are there are points uh, in in American history where where you look back and and you see where some really awful things have taken place over a period of time, uh, and then there is some sort of major event that occurs. Uh, that really shocks the country into into action. Uh, you know, and one that comes to mind is is Bloody Sunday in Selma and the Bridge. You know, right. that, that, I mean, Jim Crow laws and things that had happened in the South and the awful treatment of, of black Americans had gone on for years and years. And, you know, you had Martin Luther King leading a lot of these rallies. But it took that image on that Sunday of those people being beaten on the bridge to really shock the conscience of America. And I think that's kind of what you see here now is people have come to understand that what you've heard from the mainstream media uh, and, and these other people over the course of the last four years has not been hyperbole. You know, it has not been overblown nonsense or, or trying to paint the Trump administration in a bad light because we just didn't like Donald Trump. All right. It was dangerous from the very start. And the fact that they got to this point and it wasn't worse only speaks to the to the fact that they were dumb. All right, if these had been a little smarter people uh, and led by a little smarter man, we could have a real, really, really awful situation on our hands right now. Right. Well, I have refrained from being a harsh critic. What I have believed is trying to let him lead and support the presidency, but. People who love our country do not incite violence. The people Mm -hmm. who love our country love our institutions. They love our laws. They love Mm -hmm. our values. Our disputes are settled in court and in elections, not by mob. Mm -hmm. But Trump wanted the mob to settle his election. That's all he had left. Yeah. Now, Josh, Susan, the craziest thing is he came out on Thursday and said that the people, his people, were not Americans. The people he encouraged into the riot. They were not Americans. They're not the heroes that he was talking about the other day. These are somebody else, Josh. This is the guy who betrays everybody, everybody Mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah, uh, he's been in it for himself from the beginning, Uh, like all good con men. That's all they're ever in it for is themselves. And that's what he has done. And the fact that he has fooled so many people for so long, given that we know his history and who he is, is really pretty amazing. But this is what he is. is. He was always going to do this. He was always going to be this person. He was never going to leave peacefully if he could help it. But And the only reason he's leaving now is because he's worried about going to prison. Well, I can tell you this, the we should not be proud of our congressional delegation. They have shamed the state of Alabama. They have shamed themselves. The only two decent people that we have in the state that are in our, our United States Capitol are Senator Richard Shelby, Republican, and Representative Terry Sewell, Democrat. But we're gonna have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us, because we watch them.